Speaking all across Michigan, let's go to the east side of the state. Doug Skeen, former Wolverine offensive lineman, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear weekly with Chris Ballas at thewolverine.com. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing great, Bill. How are you? Doing good. Uh, I will say I had angst during that first quarter against Indiana last Saturday, and I'm trying to figure out what in the heck was going on. And then the final three quarters, they looked like the number two team in America. Well, uh, I, I think that uh, as, as Michigan fans and, and people watch, and we, we get awfully greedy when we see the number two team and we look at all this talent. And and uh, and, and here's a newsflash. I think we have to remind ourselves that these teams are coming in and giving their absolute best shot with the most hype and energy they can possibly muster. And Michigan rolls out there, and these are young young men of college age, and they see it's just Indiana, it's just Purdue, it's just whoever. They're not a highly ranked team, and there's a propensity, I think, at times to maybe kind of ease into a game. And I think that's what we saw in that first quarter there when the, the, the rushing yardage was negative and the offense was negative, and Indiana is playing their tails off and blocking us and making some plays. And then Michigan wakes up realizes, oh, wait a minute, you know, we should probably should get our stuff together here and get going, and then the result ended up being what it was. So it's frustrating to watch that because we know Michigan's better than what they showed in that first quarter. But you can't make mistakes. And if there was a few mistakes in that first quarter, Bill, that led to big, fat, negative plays. You just can't do those things, whether it's against Indiana, Michigan State, or anybody else. Doug Skeen is joining us. On the Roast Homer Coffee, guest sign Skeener. So when you look at Michigan, and you've been on great teams, I mentioned five-time Big Ten champion in Ann Arbor, late 80s, early 90s. Are there games where you think you're just going to win and the players emotionally just aren't there to start? How, how often does yeah. that happen? Uh, well, Bill, it happens. I, I think you can look across college football and you can see it happening every year with some of these highly ranked teams that are too powerful. Over the years, we've seen the Buckeyes almost get beat by super, certainly inferior Maryland teams. You see it uh, in games where big, uh, bad, you know, offensive and defensive teams, maybe they play an inferior opponent the week before a rivalry game, those, those trap games we talk about. It happens, and it happened in the late 80s and early 90s. And it's happening now, and I think that's what can happen, and it does happen because, again, these aren't professional athletes, although they get paid like it nowadays, which I wish we would have had in the 80s and 90s. But these guys aren't pros just yet. They are college-age young men, and they do read what they, what's, what's when, you know, written about them and when the, when, the, when the Vegas betting lines are as big as they are. And there, there's a really decent chance that these guys just kind of roll out there and think, oh, you know, let's just go out here and take care of this thing and, and move on to the next game. And Michigan's schedule this year so far, Bill, as I'm sure you've talked about in your show many times, it's just soft. We haven't really played anybody all that great, and we're not going to play anybody all that great on paper anytime soon. So how does the coaching staff get these guys ready to go? Well, they certainly have better have them ready to go Saturday night because Michigan State will be ready to play. What about that matchup with Michigan State? When you were playing, the rivalry obviously was Ohio State. I think ND and uh, even those West Coast Rose Bowl uh, games had more meaning. Uh, the big non-conference September uh, shootouts. 
Uh, what is the emotion on the Michigan side? You think this year for this Michigan State game? Oh, I, I would, I would, I, I would disagree with you about you know when we were there, Bill. It was Ohio State, and obviously Notre Dame was a non-conference thing, but Michigan State is a red-letter game for Michigan. It is every year. And anybody that tells you that Michigan State is not a top primary rivalry right behind Ohio State or tied with somebody else is not telling the truth. It's an important game. Coach Harbaugh talked about it this last week, how big of a deal it is, the history behind this rivalry, and and how much fun it is to play in this game. It is different than the Ohio State game. I think it's different than the Notre Dame games of the past. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more emotion and, and, dare I say, lack of respect at times that goes between these two football programs when they meet on the field, and that's unfortunate at times. But these two teams come Saturday are going to want to kill each other. Michigan State, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, will will play the best game of the year on their end. They always do. They'll be ready to play because this game means so much to those guys that wear that uniform. And Michigan had better be ready to go. On paper, Michigan should win this football game. But that hasn't always been the rule that has played out in the past, Bill. Uh, Michigan should win, but, you know, look out. Sparty will be ready. I don't have any doubts about that. There is one side of me when I hear the 25-point line, uh, Michigan favored by 25, that I look at Michigan State, even with their offensive issues, they were there uh, on a night game at Kinnick Stadium, which is a very tough environment, and they had that game and just couldn't finish it. Then I look for three quarters in bad weather. They are pushing Rutgers around, doing what they want to, found a quarterback that even with the bad weather uh, was able to lead them on touchdown drives, then fell apart with two special team uh, blunders. So does Michigan State have enough to beat Michigan on Saturday night? paper, the answer, in my mind, is no. Uh, on paper, because I, I would take our quarterback, I would take our offensive line, I'd take our defensive line, I'd take all of our position groups over theirs on paper. But that hasn't been the driving result over the decades in this rivalry, Bill. Emotionally, Michigan State will play above their capabilities. They always find a way to do this in this game, at home especially. And so... Uh, I, I, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, sure, Michigan's going to cover this thing by 25. We're going to walk away with a victory. I don't think it's that easy because I never think it's that easy in these games. I know many, many moons ago, I think our last game we played against them, the final score was like 35 to three, but it never felt that way. It certainly felt like it was a battle from beginning to end, and we wanted to carry each other from limb to limb. I expect the same thing Saturday night from this team. Michigan will come in motivated. And regardless of what those players say, that we're treating it like any other week, I guarantee you they're not. I think the difference this year is they're keeping it behind closed doors. This is an important game for Michigan to retain that trophy and establish and reestablish state dominance in this rivalry. So I expect an emotional game from both sides, and Michigan should win this game. I won't be entirely shocked because I've seen this rivalry over all these decades now. I wouldn't be entirely shocked if Michigan State pulled off the unthinkable, although I don't think it should happen. I will tell you that 
I'm, if I'm Michigan, forget the point spread. You just want a W anyway. It's a night game, rivalry matchup. I'm curious to see how many Michigan fans are buying tickets if the Spartan fans are selling them. You're hardball on the Wolverines. Go retain the tunnel trophy and get back on the bus to Ann Arbor. Paul Bunyan Trophy. Oh, it's Paul Bunyan. My bad. I thought it was uh, renamed the Tunnel Trophy. My bad. <laughs> I just, you know what, Bill? Let's hope we don't have any criminal activity in this football game. These guys can play a tough game against each other and no one gets in trouble. I sincerely mean that. As Lloyd Carr once famously said, the game deserves more than this, uh, than this stuff outside the lines. It's, uh, it's it's too bad at times that it comes down to this. You just want to see a good football game, and we all want our teams to win. Uh, but there'll be no lack of juice. There'll be no lack of enthusiasm on either side of this, 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 this sidelines here Saturday night. Michigan State should win this, or Michigan should win this football game. I think they'll win this football game, but it's not going to be easy. Doug Skeen, he is a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com. Five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Uh, what's your analysis in your last podcast with Chris at the Wolverine.com about the Michigan offensive line and where they're at going into this Michigan State game with you being a former O-lineman? So we finally have a consistent lineup. Darius Henderson, a left tackle, started two games in a row. We got Carson Barnhart over on the right. I think Corum is clearly the feature back, is more effective in there than Edwards in different ways and for different reasons. Corum has seen the, the scenes and the blocking lanes better and has, is still demonstrating better patience and finding a way to grind out more yards than Donovan has. But collectively, I think this offensive line is playing as good as they have all year. I track, I, I track a few things as I watch the games, Bill. I watch, I watch for tackles for losses. I look for pressures and hits on the quarterback, these things that you don't find in your normal box score afterwards. And the Michigan offensive line is performing as well in those categories as they have all year. Now, that doesn't mean we're not without our leaks. We still get our quarterback hit. We still, we still gave up a couple sacks that were due to the offensive line on the, uh, against Indiana. Those things cannot happen. But you've got such a talented quarterback, you've got to keep him clean. But I think this offensive line is starting to come together and will be meeting its outstanding expectations here as the season moves on. So I feel really good about it. And the other, the other position group that's blocking really, really well right now for Michigan is the tight ends. They needed some, some improvement early in the year. You got some guys in the tight end position now that are going in and isolating linebackers and outside linebackers that are doing an outstanding job. And so that really complements the rest of the offensive line and makes getting first downs easier. So collectively, they're moving toward better. Uh, we're going to play fill in the blank with Doug Skeen when he drives through a weak mobile zone. What words did he use? Was it collectively? <laughs> Pause better. Well done how you kept that going, Doug. Hey, man, I listen to you every week at the Wolverine.com and the Michigan Football Podcast with Ballas. Enjoy that Michigan State game Saturday night. We'll get your thoughts next week on where Michigan football is at. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Enjoy the game. Yeah, always good to hear your voice, Doug Skeen. Five-time Big Ten champion. People say, how did he get five rings? He had a red shirt here. 
from Allen, Texas, to Ann Arbor, Michigan, one of the best guys I've ever met on and off air. Listen to Skeen and Ballas weekly with the Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com.